networker is like a great interviewer. I'm huge on authenticity, guys. Um, you know, it's a big part of, of, of my message. Claim your local listings and don't get caught um, paying someone for your local listing. If you want to be successful, you got to do six things a thousand times. Not a thousand things, six times. And when in doubt, give to other people and don't expect anything in return. But in giving to other people and helping them, it almost always comes back. It's using the power of partnership, creating trusted partner networks to work with you to make your company be an offer more than just you. They've done 90% of the work. It's your job to do the last 10% to meet them in the middle. Don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ask Fowler Masterminds podcast brought to you by Aidman Septic Services and Fuse Networks. My name is Galen. And I'm Joe. We're coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. So Joe, for our new listeners and viewers, how do we all start this? Sure. So it first started out as a Facebook group page where the point was to bring on different businesses to kind of just communicate with one another, ask questions, share tips, kind of just help each other along in business. And we thought, what a better way than to start a podcast to bring on different uh, guest speakers to talk about all different relevant topics as it relates to being in business. Awesome. So our guest the last episode was Mr. Jeff C. West, author of The Unexpected Tour Guide. Mm -hmm. What was one of your takeaways when Jeff was on our last episode? There's a lot. I love the episode because it was about sales. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things he talked about was essentially sales organizations lack creating emotions in their sales training, which is why there's such huge turnover. Uh, So he uncovers ways to create more emotions within the sales training to hopefully keep more sales staff because usually it's you hire 30 you know, maybe 10 stay, hire 30 more, maybe maybe 10 more stay. So instead of doing that model, just creating more emotion within the sales training to get your sales staff more An involved. all too familiar model from a place we used to work at in a previous life, right? Correct. All right. <laughs> so QMage 2, well, we are glad to be in studio and have a live in-person guest. So guys, we have real people as guests, not little <laughs> emojis or fake people online that we mystically create, mythically create. So welcome, Aaron Syverts. So in honor of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we're pleased to have Aaron Syverts, Director of Sales at Fuse Networks. We are, um, he's a proud, Fuse has been a proud sponsor of our podcast for a while, so we find it fitting to have Aaron here today to talk about uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. He's a proud dad to two wonderful boys, a Central Washington graduate. Everyone, welcome. Aaron, welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to being a part of the podcast that, that we help sponsor. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. So one of the things that we are really proud of is our hashtag Valor Cares initiative. So Joe, can you tell our listeners and audience a little bit about our hashtag um, Valor Cares initiative, please? Absolutely. So it's just a way for us to give back to businesses who are in need. The foundation for every business should be a website. So it's a way for us to build websites for free uh, for businesses, except for like e-commerce websites. But you know, if you own a business and you're just unhappy with the way it looks or unhappy with its performance or you don't have a website at all, um, please reach out to us. Go to askvalomasterminds.com, click on the Valor Cares page, read through what's included in it and some of your information, and then hopefully we can pick you as the next winner. Awesome. Thank you. So now we come to the part of our podcast, our A-Advanced Septic Pump You Up Core of the Day. So I was... 
perusing the web looking for relevant quotes, and this one kind of stuck to me. I know there are a lot of people with simple passwords out there. I'll just start there. But here's today's quote of the day. Passwords are like underwear. Don't let people see it. Change it very often. And you shouldn't share it with strangers. So, Aaron. Very fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> in light of uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, talk to us about, like, passwords. You know, like, in general for businesses, um, what you see, like, are common breach points or just just your thoughts. Well, I think a lot of times passwords are too simplistic. And the problem with that is they're also used across multiple accounts and applications. And so if uh, credentials are, are ever obtained uh, via cyber criminal activity, they're sold on the dark web. And really, they'll, they'll start putting those across multiple applications and, and uh, eventually get into some different accounts and can do some significant damage. So... So what you're saying is don't have the same two or three passwords for everything that you have. Correct, yeah. <laughs> so about 80% of America does yeah. because of, you know, people don't want to change your passwords or they're mm -hmm. lazy. Password so. one is not good. Password two is not good. Password <laughs> three is not good. Or password three um, with an exclamation your mark. Your birthday, everything else. There's so much public information <laughs> out there in today's world that uh, it's pretty easy to figure things out. So, Awesome. Well, now we come to our Did You Know segment, sponsored by Fuse Network. So we've done a lot of these, but now we get you in person. So what is something you could share with our audience that you guys do that people don't think you do? You know, something that when, when you come across businesses like, oh, I'm glad I talked to you because you helped me do this, that initially they think of Fuse Networks that you just offer this. Sure. IT is such a vast world. Um, I always usually ask people, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of IT? Mm -hmm. Right? Some people say websites or, oh, you do uh, digital analytics or um, deal with all the spaghetti wires in that closet nobody <laughs> wants to go into or cybersecurity or um, email platforms or mm -hmm. you code applications or... Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's so vast, right? It's impossible for one person to know everything about IT, right? Right. So, there's really a lot of different arenas within IT that we have subject matter experts in that help us deliver the promise to our customers. So, and it's not just like the large enterprise customers you work with. You work with the everyday small business too, right? Absolutely. Um, that's where the most help is needed, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got a leader of maybe a 10-person organization. The last thing that they want to concentrate and think about is IT, right? Mm -hmm. So we help simplify that, get to understand the business and the processes first. You can wrap technology around anything, right? But it's really important to really understand what the basis of the business is and how we can create efficiencies and and um, reduce downtime for them. So, And do you have to be local to work with a business, or can you work with businesses around the most, country? Most of the work that we do is remote. Um, technology makes things nice mm -hmm. in, in today's world, right? So, um, But we do like to uh, – we really like to have that local presence, mm -hmm. um, not just from a, a help desk and – monitoring alerting you know standpoint but the other things that we do that a lot of our our competition doesn't with technology alignment um and also with uh, virtual cio services um really has that strategic oversight mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people don't provide so 
that's really what a lot of people look for is because they don't know they want to know right, um, right. so with, with different options and recommendations um, it really helps guide them to where they want to be um, delivering on the desired business outcome so sweet awesome so let's get into some of our did you knows there's a couple myths that we want to throw your way so hackers don't target small businesses so this is a common one that we even come across mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. please talk to us about this one please yeah absolutely um just a couple of, uh, of factoids um small businesses saw a 424 percent increase in cyber attacks this year alone um hmm. it used to be kind of the shift was concentrated on enterprise mm-hmm. because that's where the money was at right well now it's shifted towards the smb market because that's where the lack of security is so it's right. a lot easier to get into systems and depending upon how um, profitable that information may be or that data, right. um, it's, it's, it's due to lack of security, mm-hmm. really. Nice. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, that, you know, in the past, cyber criminals uh, really went after the bigger targets like governments, hospitals, um, universities, that kind of type stuff, um, it, really because they knew that they could paralyze um, by an attack and, and they can afford to pay a ransom, right? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, but now the small business targets are about 82% of ransomware attacks. So that's, that's a huge transition and a huge, huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to be able to pay a ransom. If they're held for ransom, most likely they're not going to be able to afford it. Sometimes. I mean, it, it, it really depends on how bad they want their data back and, and not only that, if they get it back. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and if, and if you are the the victim of a, a ransomware, uh, attack, then, you know, you've also got that, that reputation perspective that gets tarnished and is hard to overcome that's for sure so let's say that happens to a small business just like a a mon pa company you know like you know six employees they can't afford to pay a ransom or anything so what what do they usually do just start from scratch again like you forget that data is gone my customer information is gone my whatever five hundred thousand clients and then you just kind of start over is that what you see you can i mean there's there's a lot of different things that, that we can help with but um at the same point Really, the view with Fuse Networks and how Fuse Networks came, and it, it, how the name came about was fusing all of the technologies together, so mm-hmm. it eliminates the finger pointing from different vendors and all that. So it's it's one source to go to um, to solve a problem, as opposed to trying to yep. coordinate all these different things. Um, and really, with with the model that and methodology that we have is is more proactive. So. We set things up, configure things um, to best practices around NIST standards, um, and what that allows is a lot of automation from the backside to be able to not worry about the common issues and challenges that you have. So as opposed to the other model, which is the reactive model, uh, also known as more of a break fix, Mm -hmm. um, where... You don't really do anything until something breaks, and then you're reactive on that, and that can be a lot more costly too. So, we set things up proactively, so you don't have to worry about that, and you don't have the the experience downtime that you do with problematic issues. So, all right, our next one, my passwords will keep me safe. So we said the little funny quote about the underwear, as entertaining as it was, but that's pretty real, right? Yeah. Like easy passwords, and um, a lot of people don't want to change it frequently they want to keep it the same especially because it's easy to remember and right yep so so talk to us about that yeah one of the things with passwords really is is 
from a business standpoint, when you look at how many accounts that you have, how many applications you use on a daily basis or on a regular basis, I mean, I can count 75 to 80 really uh -huh. quick, mm -hmm. right? So when you have the same username and same password for all of them, if you know your credentials were ever compromised, it's pretty easy for cyber criminals to get into other other places. I mean, even you know for like Office 365 or your Google account, do you have the same password for your financial institution? That gets pretty scary when you think about it like that, right? right. So. Um, you know, using different passwords across your different platforms, it gets almost impossible to remember all these things, right? And you still have to change those frequently, mm -hmm. or you know, you get an email from an application um, saying, "Hey, we experienced a data breach." You know, you might want to change your password, that kind of type of stuff. So there are nice alerting tools that that are in today's world, but um, what a lot of people don't take into consideration maybe the use of a password manager. What a password manager will do is keep track of all your username and passwords across all your accounts and, and applications, um, change those as, as need be, but they're extremely complex passwords. So, uh, like a lot of times... So not like one, two, three, four, right? No, <laughs> it's just no it's, Password one, right? It's numbers, symbols, letters, uppercase, lowercase, in, in you know, no sequence whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. those are kept and tracked and stored, and, and it really creates a, um, a hard time for cyber criminals to figure that out, so... Awesome. The other nice thing, too, is you only have one complex master password to remember. So <laughs> if you kind of put it into like a password phrase or something, mm -hmm. right. um, it, it, it makes a lot more sense to do that. Um, you know, even a lot of people will, you know, take an S, right, and make it a dollar sign. So you get your symbol in there, right? right. Okay, that's kind of commonly known. But um, there's a lot of different things. But, um, you know, passwords... Um, it, they're they're really important, obviously, mm -hmm. and, and to to make them a little bit more complex and not easy to figure out is is uh, definitely key. All right, a basic antivirus software will be enough to protect my business. So you go to Best Buy, I'll get my ninety day trial of Norton anti you know antivirus. Is that enough to protect the business? Let's just say it's a start. Okay, okay. That's, a, that's that's a good start because it's better than nothing, right? Right. So he. Um, what that provides is enterprise-grade tools and applications around security mm -hmm. that most people would see the expense to in a small business to be like, oh, we can't afford that. Right. You don't know way. So um, it, it really it increases your security posture in a major way mm -hmm. um, because you've got more advanced uh, components, especially even you know around networking, everything like that too. Um, it it it's 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 important to really take that seriously. Do you want to have more than one software on your computer that's supposed to be providing security? Or is it best to just have? One? Well, the biggest thing. I mean, you can have you know antivirus and malware, mm -hmm. all of that. But that's great. What happens if things do get leaked through that? Right. Mm -hmm. It's right. really important to have monitoring and alerting tools around that as well. Um, so that way, if if you know anything does happen, or if somebody's trying to log into you know, your your Office 365 account from overseas or whatnot, uh, you won't even know that, right? Mm -hmm. So right. with uh, monitoring and alerting tools, it really it, it, it accentuates that and makes it a strong, stronger security posture. What's a good one that you recommend for businesses? I mean, there's there's numerous amounts. I mean, you can you can Google search, you know, top 10 list of, of antivirus, anti-malware, that kind of type of stuff. Um, I mean, for a small business, I mean, Norton does just fine, McAfee. Um, but 
right. depending upon you know the level of your data and, and mm-hmm. compliancy perspectives. If you have you know HIPAA compliance yep. regulations, that's a different or, level of security. Or PCI or or um, FINRA. Um, I mean, it, the list goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's important to make sure that there's configuration settings that are appropriate for you know those compliancy perspectives. So awesome. And then on top of that, like, I mean, even if you just have some simplistic antivirus software, mm-hmm. make sure that your applications are enabled with MFA or multi-factor authentication. That really eliminates a majority of um, potentials for, for data breaches because you have that second measure of mm-hmm. authentication, right? right. Are you really trying you. to, we're going to ping your cell phone yep. and Absolutely. Kind of and a lot of people think it's super annoying, but it's not going to be as annoying as, as experiencing a data breach. I can guarantee that. All right. Yep. So this, this last one, we only need to protect against hackers. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy world out there, right? They mm-hmm. say that, you know, for one cybersecurity professional, uh, in the world, there's seven cyber criminals on top of that trying mm-hmm. to trying to impede everything that they're creating, right? right. So um, the other uh, big component is administrator abuse, right? Um, you know, in any organization, you've got maybe a, a small IT team or a lot of times you don't have security policies in place. Um, you don't have per- permissions and access. Mm-hmm. Um components or tools um, that uh, anybody can kind of get into anything. Um, so having those set up and configured properly is 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 really good. But um, with administrator abuse, I mean, it can be, I know I'm leaving in two weeks. Let me see how much data I can extract that's yeah. going to help me out down the road, right? So, right. That's kind of um, scary. There's, there's a lot. It is, but it's, it's, it's something that really happens in today's Because you would see real, a lot with that with, world. like, home service-based companies. Let's say I'm a roofer. And I'm unhappy. I'm going to go start my own company. I'm going to go in and I'm going to steal this database, steal all the data, all sure. the customer base, and take it with me. And then when I leave, I'm going to wait or, a couple or, weeks to reach out. Or if it's a disgruntled employee, right? Yeah. I mean, they can go in and they can change configuration settings just to set them up for disaster down the road. So during the pandemic and pivoting out of it now, did you see cyber? You, you said a 424 increase in small business mm-hmm. attacks, but did you see? The pandemic causing more of these cyber attacks because of the work from home or people absolutely remote work really okay. caused a lot of that. There were, I mean, many organizations, especially smaller ones, that all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you got to work remotely unless you're, you know, a vital, a vital industry, right? So mm-hmm. um, it, you're having a lot of very sensitive corporate data going back and forth between. Home Wi-Fi mm-hmm. setups that don't even have passwords on them, right? You know, so well, you, I want to piggyback on that because I had a com- I had a talk with Travis. You mm-hmm. know, um, so I know with like home Wi-Fi, not everyone gets to VPN into the like a secured mm-hmm. work environment. But people working at a Starbucks or wherever there's free Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. can you, for a public service announcement, tell us the <laughs> dangers of connecting to public free Wi-Fi? Just because it's free doesn't mean it's good. No, not necessarily at all. Um, it, it, yeah, it is again free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your expectations with that, right? Um, free Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi is something anybody can get on, right? If you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you can figure out how to navigate a lot of different um, uh, components and. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of vulnerabilities there, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but you know, when you can get antivirus software, that kind of type of stuff, um, VPN access uh, really eliminates um, or at least decreases the, mm-hmm. the the risk. 
Awesome. So let's transition to our topic, cybersecurity best practices. Um, knowing you guys for a while, you, you mentioned the dark web. One of the things that you guys do is offer a free dark web scanning. So can you tell our listeners and viewers, like, is it something to worry about? Is it difficult to run this free scan? Talk to us about that service. You no, offer. for us, I mean, that's it's, it's, it's one thing that just provides a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. into the reasons behind um, increasing your security posture um, with one of our... Um, one of the components with our managed services is uh, an education and awareness platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of take a, uh, you watch a 20 minute video, take a, a 20 question test. It's kind of pass fail, but um, uh, it, it, it increases the awareness of what is out there, why it's out there. And from an employer standpoint, mm-hmm. why they're having people go through this Um Legitimately, it's it's when you when you take a look at a football team, right, and the offense, and and you've got your offensive line, right. They're trying to protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's all your data and all your information, right. Well, the front line is actually all your employees. If they know what to look for and they understand or have a better understanding or awareness of cybercrime, um, it strengthens your front line, right. So. It, you can go from you know a high school football team into a professional football team real quick, and um, it really it really helps in in, uh, in keeping your company safer. Really, um, with part of that service, um, we'll run dark web scans against domains that you have, um, and it'll provide a list of of compromised credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, sometimes this is kind of weird, but. You know, when you walk into a meeting and, and, you know, you don't necessarily have buy-in from C-levels yet, if I can tell the president of the company what their password is, That's that, usually, that <laughs> usually opens yours they'll really listen, quickly. They'll listen to yeah. you. Yep. Right. Um, and we run those scans frequently, too, so that way, you know, we have an understanding mm-hmm. of... So if a business doesn't work uh, with you guys, but they contact you, can they get that, you know, can you do like a complimentary I, scan? I'd anything? be more than happy to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really, I mean, especially being Cybersecurity Awareness Month, um, it's, it's not made to promote scare tactics. Mm-hmm. It's just it's made to promote awareness, and yep. there are a lot of very bad things going on in the world today. So with uh, just sharing best practices uh, with kind of like our core audience, the small businesses, the entrepreneurs out there, um, what are two or three things you see small businesses do wrong a lot? <laughs> Um, you know, predominantly even, even, you know, if they've got a small office or whatnot, I mean, they, they don't even have a, a password on their Wi-Fi. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty bad. So make sure that you at least have a password set to your Wi-Fi that your employees have access to, and then have a separate guest Wi-Fi. Um, so you're again, just adding layers of, mm-hmm. of that security posture that separate, you know, public traffic from what your internal traffic is. Right. And then just um, are there two or three things you could share that businesses should do? You know, if they don't opt for yeah. like a managed uh, service I, like you I guys. I could talk for four more hours on, on, <laughs> on those things. I'll give we you want a, to give a couple of nuggets I'll to give our you, audience. I'll give you so. more than a couple. But really, I mean, um, making sure that you're performing patching and updating frequently. Um, that's something that we do automatically. So mm-hmm. it, it, you don't have to worry about that. But um, 
uh, you know, when you have updates or even, you know, when you look at your mobile phone, right, and you have your, your Apple Store or your Google Store, um, and there's the little red dot with a number in it, right, that's how many update, how many apps that have updates available for. Mm -hmm. um, set those to automatic. Don't set them, don't keep them manual. Um, that really helps. Uh, and then obviously, you know, servers, network and equipment, that kind of type of stuff, your laptops, your applications, mm -hmm. all that. It, the list starts getting large when you really think about it, but um, it's really important that you do perform those updates and, and patching frequently. Um, using a VPN, they're relatively easy to set up. Um, it's something that we can definitely help with too. But um, have your employees have strong passwords. <laughs> um, and really, the, the bigger picture that you can eliminate a lot of vulnerabilities is enabling multi-factor authentication. That really helps uh, a lot. But um, deleting older accounts that aren't used anymore, oh, yeah. um, that's yep. a that's So a like fired thing. employees deleting their that accounts? That and or like, you know, applications that you use. You know, say you move off of one product into another, just delete the... the um, if they change account, CRMs you know. or whatever or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, I mean, even just other tools that you use, um, yeah. you know, for uh, what you guys do, right? right. The, different, the different applications and tools that you guys use, if you switch to another one, just delete that old account. Um, it, uh, it, it, that can, it, otherwise then you have usernames and passwords there too. Yeah. And, Stored and, somewhere, yep, right? Absolutely. Um, using your work computer for work only, that's uh, a huge deal. And, um, Having your employees sign a security policy hmm. Hmm. that protects the business um, to a certain degree, um, and then investing in a cybersecurity education platform, which really raises awareness and, and um, again strengthens that front line. So, what about cybersecurity insurance for the business? That's one thing that's getting really complex, uh, especially this year with renewals. Um, there were so many different claims that have been filed over the last couple of years and, and paid out mm -hmm. um, due to data breaches and whatnot. Um, insurance companies are really raising those requirements up mm -hmm. a lot now where multi-factor authentication is a requirement. Um, oh, if it you is don't, a requirement, okay. If you don't have it set up, then, and if you get uh, you know a data breach or whatnot, you submit a policy, they're going to know exactly what you have set up because they have tools to to, to audit all know, those yep, things. Absolutely, um, and if you know maybe you have two employees that, that don't have MFA set up for either their email platforms or their major applications, they might not pay out the policy. So that's a that's a huge thing. Um, when we go into an organization, we look at all the compliancy perspectives that they have. Um, we look at their insurance requirements. We make sure that their entire environment is set up meeting those regulations and mm -hmm. adhering to those compliance uh, requirements as well, too. So there's a lot to it. There really is. But, Sophia, but we're a team. We're also a team. And, you know, it's not just a one or two person operation. Mm -hmm. It's an entire team Support of team. Ex expertise that... Um, you know, we rely on, and as I mentioned earlier, we've got subject matter experts in each component that we deem worthy to fulfill the promise and obligations to our customers. So you're, you're, you're getting the expertise of 12 people as opposed to the knowledge of, uh, of you know, a couple or a few. Right. So, so to, just one last thing. So to people in our audience who are on the fence about um, cybersecurity or getting mm -hmm. managed help, what is one last thing you could 
tell them, looking into the camera and telling them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we want to create awareness as part of the value. We want to uh, help and educate our audience. But, you know, like, what would you say to those people who do not have any of those um, policies in place? Um, I mean, it's if, if you're opening yourself up to a world of trouble, you know, number one, um, it's typically not a matter of if it happens, it's just when. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, legitimately with managed services um, or an MSP, it's it's a fraction of the cost of what it would be to have an IT employee. Yep. Um, I mean, in, in not only that, you get access to all the enterprise-grade tools um, that you wouldn't be able to afford on your own anyway. So, and it really, it's it 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 really increases, you know, your security posture as a whole, um, and keeps the bad guys out. So, uh, more than happy we fuse networks um, for any of your viewers or whatnot. If uh, you want to go through an entire IT assessment uh, to really figure out where you are at um, and identify the different vulnerabilities that persist within your environment um, and have kind of a, a re remediation plan mm -hmm. uh, put in place for you, we're more than happy to do that. It's, it's, it's all about protection and it's not about reliance on something happening to somebody and then reacting towards it. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's more about that, that moving forward proactive outlook. Awesome. Um, so yeah. then how can people get a hold of you? Uh, we we're around all the time. The the easiest uh, way is eight five five get fuse f u s e. Um, you can email me. Uh, you can email Galen or Joe, and and they can put you in contact with me as well. But um, more than happy just to have a great you know conversation around. It's not a salesy pitch or anything mm -hmm. like that, or you know the. Right. the uh, the boiler room kind of perspective. It's it's. We're really, going to ring the bell here shortly. No, <laughs> yeah, sure. right. Yeah, the, so. no, it's 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 more helping you figure out your business and and more so the risks associated and vulnerabilities that are present. So, mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your insight, um, highlighting National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. But before we go, um, Joe, one last plug for a hashtag Valor. Cares Initiative, sure. please. So if you own a business and you either don't have a website or maybe it's five years outdated or your brother's cousin's best friend brother who lives in this basement built it for you and you just don't have access to it, uh, if you're looking for a new website, we'd love to help. Uh, go to AskValorMasterminds.com, click on the Valor Cares page, submit your information, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. So again, um, Aaron, Fuse Networks, Oops. thanks for sponsoring our podcast, for being in studio. Happy um, to do so. Love the work that you guys do and love supporting you guys as well, too. So, awesome. and, and, and uh, on top of that, all your viewers uh, that uh, may need help. So, more than happy to help you out. Awesome. So, also on behalf of uh, Advanced Septic Services, my name's Galen. I'm Joe. Coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.